enter if you dare this ghastly conversation of teens fraught with despair and recent lacerations. Final girl, chase after her, don't let her get away. But first, the slumber podcast massacre. Welcome to Slumber Podcast Massacre with TNA. That is Tim. That is Andy. And this is a podcast about horror. Every week, Tim and I get together. We talk about a different movie from the horror genre, from your well-known classic down to that rare gem that eats 128 ounces of fruit cocktail for breakfast (laughs) at the back of your video store shelf. This week, Tim and I are kind of, uh, we realize, doing another miniseries. We have no title for. I kind of just remembered we were going to talk about the miniseries uh, about people turning in animals. Uh, this is our second entry from 2009, The Human Centipede. Tim, I mean, obvious question. What animal would you want some crazy guy to turn you into? Oh, <clears throat> I'm going to go. I'm going to go grizzly bear. <laughs> wow. Grizzly bear. Um because it it part of it is stemming from and i i know that people are going to argue with me on this i in my heart of hearts know that i created the grizzly bear versus silverback gorilla argument i, sure. I created that like yeah. like 15 years ago and um i know joe rogan talks about it people throw it out there yada yada but i swear i invented that question and i've i've changed my answer over the years it, it, to tell you the truth where that whole question started was me actually wanting people to understand how vicious silverback gorillas could be or the power. Yeah. But then as time went on, I thought about it more and I switched over to Grizzly. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, it would be a great fight regardless. <laughs> and I could crazy. see it going both ways. Yeah. But what I like about a Grizzly is it's, there's really no weakness. You've got the claws You've got the jaws. Yeah. You've got the speed. They can run, what, 25 miles an hour? The fastest human cannot run 25 miles an hour. Right. I don't yeah. think. Um, I've always just thought you could juke them behind a tree, right? Does anyone ever try that where you get <laughs> just you and a tree in between them and just you run one way when they go that, you know, that works, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like unless they wrap their arms oh, around right. okay, the tree right. and then just pull. <laughs> But in the back of your head, like they basically just unzip you from the back. Um, (laughs) But there's that crazy, crazy story. I think I've told you about that night of the Grizzlies that is is so terrifying in 1967 in Glacier National Park, where there was um, um, a young guy and a young girl who both were teenagers. They worked there for summer work or whatever. They lived locally. And she they were just hanging out under the stars. And she was pulled away and and mauled. And then, um, you know, he was found and then they they got uh, there was actually a, a native there that helped them like track her down and found her. And then there was a second grizzly attack on the same night Ooh. and it confused the whole park system first of all it was the middle of the night coordinated grizzly attack uh, or just two random attacks two random attacks two different when they bears. Start coordinating yes well that's the last thing that no we more need camping happen. they'll close it down we don't need grizzly bears coordinating and we don't need gorillas learning karate 
because then it's all over. Right. Yeah. Forget about how, how much know. gas I mean, does a gorilla's body, like it, the shape of its body, does that, I've, I don't see how karate would be well, a good. Well, maybe not uh, karate. Maybe more like a, uh, maybe yeah, like some a sort judo. of wrestling. Like yeah. a throw, like a throwing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm going gorilla every time because they have thumbs. The thumbs will win. That's just like saying that somebody in glasses is smart. Damn. I mean, just because they have the thumbs, I'm sure. I wear glasses. <laughs> and you are smart. <laughs> um, but I know, Tim. <laughs> I wear glasses. I think I'd, I'd love to see it. Now, here's what I'd want to know, though. This is the X factor. And somebody might say, well, it doesn't matter because apes have monkeys of all kinds of sure of hell attacked humans. Sure. But does a bear being a omnivore, largely carnivore, uh-huh. trump the vegetarian nature in the heat of the fight when it, when it's equal and it's just that little bit of X factor, somebody that actually likes the taste of meat and eats it on the regular. Uh, Does that, does that take it over the edge? I don't know because it's on the other end, it's just pure survival instinct. Like there's nothing to gain except for your own survival. Maybe that's all a little bit. Maybe that's the little push you need. Well, and you've it's not got. Like I'm going to eat this bear afterwards, but he will eat me, and I'm not giving him the satisfaction. Two thumbs right in the eyes. Well, they are mean spirited. They are. I mean, apes. <laughs> yeah. Apes. As I've said before, the first thing they do is they take your weapons. They'll rip your feet and your hands off. Yeah. And then it's your balls, cock and balls. They go right for. They just rip that shit right off. There's some video of like just some nature photographers and this, you know gorilla walks by and just casually grabs one of them by the ankle yes. and drags him like 20 yes. feet and then just lets him go and everyone's like oh shit <laughs> yeah, right like yeah fight like some douchebag is like you better buy a lottery ticket today <laughs> good one john yeah. <laughs> meanwhile did anybody see when i almost got killed right there um yeah that is terrifying the first time i saw that video like it's happening you go through the same things that the people in the video are going through where it's just like frozen with fear yeah it's terrifying so no that thumb wrapped around the other side (laughs) of your leg (laughs) it would have had no interest without the thumb like everything else about him as a creature but no um you ever seen a shaved bear no god tim okay uh, we're talking, talking while I'm looking up. A yeah, no, of a I do know. I'd like. Bear. I hope it's a polar bear. Everyone, while I'm doing this, please take this opportunity to look up what a shaved bear looks like. It looks crazy. Oh, it's like a bat. It's like a bat. It's like a. It's like a <laughs> short-nosed anteater. Yeah, that wants to kill you. They're really weird looking, but yeah, that's a shaved bear, not something you really see every. Day. You know what I'm going to say? I'm I'm a little less impressed. <laughs> right that's not as quite the muscle i mean the, look at that thigh i mean god you could live on that thing for days but uh yeah maybe it just looks like a cute little baby yeah, shave gorilla looks ripped af look at that guy he's still going to uh, kill would you, just, you how do we how could people say that we don't come from that that's insane dude look at it's that insane. thing that's a human yeah um well then why are there still gorillas tim anyway <laughs> But yes, I would like to be a grizzly bear. Now that I look at that gorilla, that'd uh, be pretty badass too. Actually, now that but I think yeah, about it, but you're not watching the he, the gorilla. Certainly not seeing that bear shaved because he might have a different opinion on how that fight's going to go. Maybe he's a little too relaxed if yeah. he sees the shaved bear. Like, look at this fucking thing. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, he's too busy laughing, laughing at the shaved bear. 
while he gets his jugular ripped out. Right. Maybe that's what I should do. Like, if I before I get in a fight, just shave my beard off. Somebody's gonna be like, "Look at this fucking Look pussy at this guy." There's <laughs> a face shape like that. Oh, yes, chiseled cheekbones. Yeah, like what could he, could he possibly do? Like, cut diamonds, but I mean, um, but no, I, I. Well, hey, it's a fun question. I was just talking about animals earlier today because apparently I'm a dumbass and I didn't think fish were animals. <laughs> what did you think? Well, the were? first question was, what is a leech? That's where it all An started. Animal. Right. But I thought <laughs> that animals had like, maybe I was thinking mammals, but uh, I, I okay, thought, sure. I thought animals had a very specific delineation as far as like, like, yeah, that fish aren't animals, but it turns out they're just a different type of animal. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's why 20 questions starts with animal, vegetable, or mineral. Cause it's like only one of those three things, unless it's like, plasma fungi? or something crazy fungi uh how would you classify that it's a vegetable technically is it yeah is it yes okay <laughs> i don't really and know the world's biggest organism i believe we've covered that on a previous episode so let's not dwell on it <laughs> what should let's, we dwell let's on let's get to the topic at hand tim boom from 2009, it's the human centipede, part of our turning into an um, turning animalistic, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even remember what our fourth film <laughs> is. Oh, but we've got wolves. We're doing centipedes. Let you know what's next at the end of the episode. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, let's do the um, the Wikipedia facts and let's get into this. This was written and directed by Dutch superstar Tom Six. <laughs> It stars Dieter Laser, Ashley C. Williams, and an Ashlyn Yenny. Two Ashley-ish names. Shocked. Uh, financials. <laughs> Budget, I think like one and a half million. Box office, I've got 252 thou. Not really a in theaters type of event. After VOD, uh, three million know, plus. Man. That's just what that's what Wikipedia told me. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's just barrel right through Nansum. Uh, let's, let's do some spoilers anyway. Okay. Nansum, uh, Lindsay and Jenny get a flat tire on the way to a club looking for help. They find their way to the home of Dr. Joseph Heiter, an aging doctor who specializes in conjoined twins. He drugs them and ties them up in his basement. And along with a Japanese tourist, he plans to use the three to unleash his greatest creation. Three people sewn together that he calls the human centipede. There's your sum. That's all the effort. You know, Let's say something. I do this show. <laughs> One of the things I love about doing this show is like watching a movie that I go into maybe being like, you know, maybe I haven't heard good things or like it looks kind of cheap. Will will I enjoy this movie? And it's finding those like fucking gems where I'm like, holy shit, like this movie blew me away. Like, uh, you know, um, it's alive, like that one, like totally floored me, right? Uh, and man, I thought about that movie all day because I had the complete opposite reaction <laughs> watching this movie. I'm not going to get too animated about it. I don't want to get too... We're going to go tit for tat. Yeah, because you loved it. <laughs> okay, Literally moved to near tears. Uh, after watching it now i'll get to why later um 
and I have like a whole existential thing about this movie that I, I just it I, I was just blown away by it. But here's what's exciting about this movie. Uh, just at the onset was that for relatively limited means, the word of this movie spread like wildfire. Absolutely. Because the idea of the movie is awesome and it's it's vile. It's something no one's thought of before, but you immediately can picture it. Like, yeah. You might need a little description of just like it's, you know, people sewed together at the mouth to butt. Yeah. That's really all that you need. Um, yeah, that's it immediately conjures an image. I think a lot of the marketing for it, just like the the drawing, like the drawing of the three people. Yeah. Uh, all works really, really well. Yeah. Really, really well. You didn't care for the execution. The actual film itself, no. <laughs> no. Well, let me let me say this. It's as if it's all it had was its premise. Okay. Well, let's let's start a, we'll go we'll go start gently. <laughs> um Tom Six, who I just, Tim, hold on. Let me get off my high horse and just sit <laughs> eye to eye with you now. Okay. Let's go. So Tom Six as you said, I believe Dutch superstar, mm-hmm. um, which he is, I guess. Yeah. He's like the next Verhoeven. Let's be real. Yeah. He, but I mean, like, I guess he's a superstar because I don't watch these shows, but apparently that's where like Big Brother started was the Netherlands. Uh-huh. And he was the director of that show. So actually, like, super, super kind of famous over there. Wow. And started the whole nationwide wave of Big Brother. I don't even know what Big Brother is, but um, it's a show, popular. Yeah. Uh, so he started. I don't know it. I actually know a guy who was on Big Brother. Really? Yeah. One of the guys in like my first improv group. Yeah. I went up <clears throat> for a show, and I'm like, "Where is Scotty?" And like his roommates are like, "We can't really say anything." But he got cast in Big Brother, and now this is a guy who was like, when we started improv, was like, "I have a two year plan of how to get onto Big Brother." Like he was determined, and wow. he fucking did it. So yeah, uh, Scotty. My man Scotty, he was yeah. I think I can say his name. I don't know, but yeah, friend but of both brother. shows. <laughs> yes, Big Brother and Shout ours. Out Scotty. Um, so uh, yeah, so is it, but here's the thing about Tom Six. Um, I mean, first of all, he's weird because he's Dutch. I mean, that's that whole thing has been explored in the Austin Power movies, and it's true because they kind of don't have an accent, and then it kind of creeps in in weird right. parts. So it's like uh, I don't even know how to imitate one, but like they'll just be talking. Sure, and you just like, have to. Schlusschlag. Yeah. Know. And then, yeah, like they'll be talking to something's weird. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's, that, just yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like they'll be talking every damn American. Everything is normal. And then it's kind of weird. And it's just like, sort of like the speed of the tape, like speeds up and slows <laughs> right. down at weird parts. So, yeah, strange to start with. Um, but he is obsessed with the idea of newness. With the idea of freshness. Uh-huh. He shares your feelings and enthusiasm for ghosts, which is none. <laughs> okay. And even to the point of, you know, like slasher stuff, what really appealed to him now, this might sound like a like a joke, but it isn't. What really appealed to him was the idea of realistic horror movies. Okay. So whilst this movie might seem a little far-fetched, one of the things that I really liked about it was that I feel like he had the idea and he thought about a lot of things. He went to a Dutch surgeon to ask 
some questions. So much, and he, I mean, he's in on the joke, but that's where the tagline "100% medically accurate" came from, uh-huh. just because he talked with one doctor, basically. <laughs> right. But um, so the doctor he, was like, "I guess. I mean, why would you do that?" He's so, like, "It's not important. <laughs> Goodbye." Yeah, right. Um. So. I have my it's not important. It's fine. So you're but, doing yeah. more like. Uh, Am I doing like a doing Swedish? Like, yeah, you're doing like Nordic. Well, they're kind of over it's there. A, it's they? more of a slush thing. Yeah, is that what it is? But yeah, yeah but they do this. like. They, oh they, yeah, look at this. There is like that's a that's weird, that's... like like a slight like wah pedal like on. Uh, like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, anyhow, uh, I'd like this to is f- the one time I really get to correct you. You're. you're much better at dialects than I am. I'm going to take the opportunities where I get to correct you. That's true. Well, you've been to um, the Netherlands. I have, yeah, you? a few times. And you like it there? It's beautiful. I've been in Amsterdam itself a few times and then like south in actual country. It Like all Europe, like the countryside is just like mind-blowingly gorgeous. Like it's you're you're like oh hills, but it's just like hills you've never seen before. Like the Nebraskan countryside. No, it's gorgeous. <laughs> right, no, yeah, I would love to drive through it. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> uh, so he's obsessed with newness. He's uh, obsessed with this, like um, you know the the idea of like I said, I the fact that he kind of thought things through when I when I say like the practicality of it. I mean, like, yes, maybe the whole idea isn't practical, but the little things like the fact that he thought to have the centipede have part of its knee ligaments cut so that it couldn't extend its knee right. so that it always had to stay in sort of a, a, a bent position. Yep. Um, the fact that he thought, I mean, which is kind of the basis of the thing anyway, that when, you know, you really get down to brass tacks, it's not even about the sewing. It's about the traveling of the food and the shit through the system Yeah, that, uh, that that's, you know, put through. I like the fact that the explanation scene on the part of our, our crazy mad doctor is so long and and drawn out and i actually even wished that the uh the japanese actor who's supposed to who was just improving it in that scene like oh, yeah? yelling screaming you know oh. saying some kind of cool things like you know the the whatever like the grit of the japanese like you have no idea like the strength of the japanese when they're backed into the corner which i, th- I think we kind of all know the the um, movie version i watched the subtitles must have did it lag well, it didn't really lag, but there were just when there was nothing, it just showed the subtitle screaming in Japanese. And I was like, I'm with you, subtitles. Yeah, right. Like Which that is, is what it my just felt like in my brain. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Um, did you see any of the translation of what he was saying? Uh yeah, oh yeah. yeah oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um so I, I kind of almost wish that that he hadn't been screaming so much because now that's realistic as to what would be happening, but um, I love that they so meticulously showed that process and how much the doctor was just sort of reveling in it. And the whole thing, we should start with this. This is what's kind of funny. This is what's cool about art and these sorts of projects is how small they can start, which is the joke uh-huh. that he was having with a friend about pedophiles should be forced to have their mouths sewn on the ass of like a fat trucker uh-huh. like that. That was like, that would be good punishment for a pedophile. <laughs> right. So it's, it literally starts as like an off color joke. 
And then that Truckers somebody everywhere like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what exactly. I do. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, but you know, it's uh, I spend a lot of hours on the road. Might be nice to have somebody with me. You <laughs> right. know, I don't have company. to stop as much. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, takes a while to travel through. Um, but uh, so yeah, it started as a joke, and then he's like, "Well, I might kind of be onto something." And what it was was. He took that joke and he now I'm no history major, but he coupled that joke with a sort of like inert. Uh, I don't want to say hatred, but issue with the Germans, uh-huh. because, again, I'm no history major, but I've given to understand that the Germans invaded the Netherlands. <laughs> right. And Europe so, as a whole for a time, not not into Germany. Right. Right. <laughs> um. Although I think, well, they don't skate like the Germany Italians do. into all of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> the Italians skate. I don't know how they did it, but they just absolutely yeah. skate through that the whole thing unscathed. But anyhow, um, so he's thinking about that invasion of the Netherlands. He's thinking about not he's not trying to say that this is what German people are. What he's trying to do is do a satire of the Nazi psyche. So like an elevated, ver- well, not even really that yeah. elevated, pretty much the Nazi psyche. Yeah. A super hot take that no one has done until 2009. <laughs> right. But not quite in this way. Um, but uh, <laughs> but what I mean, he was to this very specific thing. But was this character some new character I've never seen before? No. Well, that's true. The character itself. Yeah. Because they were they were also um, he was also interested by uh, sort of like uh disturbedly intrigued as we all are by the Nazi experiments. Yeah. I look those experiments up and I'll tell you it. I, <laughs> how do I, bad. how do I say this? I, yes, that yeah. was my reaction. What were they experimenting with? Putting like sage in their pasta sauce. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing though. Literally, I was a little uh, let down because what I had heard years, it's and not years, the X-Men. Well, I heard this. Now, check this out. Years and years and years ago, I heard that they were. And now this I know they did do. But I heard that they were experimenting with like radiation and pregnant women Uh and that like there were things born uh, brought to term and Uh born that were really not of this earth. One of them, what was what I heard was essentially like the like. Kind of picture like E.T.'s torso, but with just a long neck and an eyeball at the end of it. <laughs> Somebody told me this. And I just imagine it being born and the doctor being like, I, I, uh, like literally, um, dad humor. Uh, so anyhow, <laughs> I, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. That's what, so. My whole life, I've grown up thinking that they were literally. I'm sorry, like, I should have laughed more at that joke. <laughs> well, I uh, it was. I think it was Eric's joke, actually. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was. It was. We built on it together. Good credit. Anyhow, so I was expecting that kind of like crazy, crazy shit. Uh-huh. What they did was awful. I mean, it's right. it's horrible. Um, but uh, but either regardless, it was horrible enough, even if they weren't creating like. You know, a like a giraffe necked I E T. Reverse giraffe. He has a long neck and legs. Short neck and legs. God damn it. I fucked it up. Right. (laughs) 
I'm trying to. I I am trying to make it longer. Some, uh, just never mind. It was the neck this time. I get it right next. Time. But um, anyhow, so <laughs> I'm just all over the place with my accent. No, no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so yeah, so you've got the combination of the accents. You've got the Nazi sort of um, cruel psyche, or at least what's you know prescribed to that, and the you know the idea of somebody's mouth being sewn to a butt. So to the, to the anus. So what I liked is that, I mean, not that it has to be overly complicated, but they thought about the idea of cutting the different segments are going to have different, you know, operations. And that the fact that, you know, there's that line in there about how the middle segment suffers twice as much as the other two, which I guess is obvious, but like the fact that they, they just, I felt like somebody really thought it through. I really do. Like, I felt like, the whole thing was thought through, like the idea to put it in a basement that has a spiral staircase, like an escape when your either mouth or butt is sewn onto somebody yeah. else's face uh-huh. that you have a spiral staircase that you have to traverse to get out. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'd be <sighs> like, I, yeah, imagine your three people sewed together. You can't stand up. You have to crawl. You come upon a spiral staircase and then you get up it, up it with relatively no issue at all. Horrifying, right? Like that. This is this is what I'm talking about. This movie. There missing. was a yeah. Whatever. There was, yeah. There, no, nothing. Tim, yeah. listen. I've let you talk. Okay. I've let you talk here. Now, like first, let me get this out. I thought some of the direction in this was really good. I thought there was some really cool shots. I had no issue with the direction. I had no issue with the performance of Dieter Laser. A, what a name. Holy Christ. Yeah, Can't, you know, Dieter of course. Fucking laser. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just a, 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 a magnetic draw. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the two girls in it are utterly obnoxious. Uh, and there's nothing redeeming about them because you know nothing about them. Nothing. You tell me anything about those two girls. Tell me one characteristic of those two girls. Who are they dating? Were they dating like the same guy at some point? Like what kind of relationship did they have? Who are these two girls to each other other than two people sharing a hotel room? I'm not asking rhetorically. That I need to know. Well, they're two friends from New York who are touring Europe. Right. In much in the Do you know any more than that? Well, doing- I know you said that in a cheeky tone, right? Because it's like, yeah, that is kind of all you know. But that is one of my huge problems with this movie. You know nothing about any of the people in this, even Dieter Laser. I know he like worked with conjoined twins, but now hates people and tried to sew his dogs together. And now he's doing it with people. That's literally all I know about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the two cops, the two cops that show up. I know they're cops. I don't know how long they've been working together. You know, do they handle missing people all the time? Or is this just something on a checklist? Who are these two cops? Nothing. I know nothing about them. I know one is real bad at dodging a guy who can't move uh, with a gun, <laughs> you know, um, and will not tell his partner, hey, I'm feeling uh, fucked up right now. Right. Like something's happening to me. Uh, I know he's a bad cop. That's the that is the most of any character in this movie that I know. That guy's a bad cop. Okay, or a bad partner. I'll say that. Um, you do. Uh, you can't necessarily say that for the Japanese fella. What? 
Did, do I know anything about him? Yeah. Okay. I know very a little bit about him because he crams it in in two sentences at the end before he kills himself. Yeah. There is nothing in that. Like, I don't care. Have him just saying out loud to himself anything about his family or about the type of person he was or, oh, my God, is this happening to me because I did this and this and this? And, and you know, I can't communicate with anyone. Fine. No. But he's literally just screaming obscenities. Through nearly the entire movie, and then at the end, as they're about to kill their captor, then has this like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'll kill myself to because I I don't know. I don't even know why. He's like, I made some mistakes in my life. Um, so now to show you, I'm going to kill myself instead of killing you and maybe being able to then go on and atone for those problems. I now recognize I cost myself and other people. No, he just kills himself selfishly. I know I knew very little about him at all. Everything that happens in this movie is such a like by the book. It's like I have three acts. It's like I get people for my centipede. I make my centipede. I like, you know, the centipedes resolved. Oh, I need something else. Okay. Throw in two scenes. One, one of them tries to escape. One police show up boom that's all that movie is that well, i just did the plot <laughs> for that fucking movie it's five steps catch people one tries to escape make centipede police come end of centipede let me just say it's not the first time that a japanese person has abruptly killed themselves <laughs> No, and that's the I'm like, was that supposed to be also some like, well, I like to World think World War II illusion. Well, OK, yeah, well, I, I don't think it's so much that I, I will say this now. I'm going I'm going to to meet I'm you. I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't get worked up and I I'm didn't gonna think you. I was going to. But damn, man, this movie was I and I listen, I did not go into this like, ah, fuck this movie. I bet it's dumb. Like I was hoping to. Because its reputation definitely sets itself up for failure. Hardcore. Yeah. Because this fucking movie is also tame as shit. Like, nothing is in the... You know, as gross as, as it is, yeah, I was like, I need to see, like, shit running out of one of their mouths. I need to see someone's lips sewed to an asshole. I wanted anything to happen. You know, what, like... As they're going up that spiral staircase, they slip. Her fucking rip lips get ripped off as they separate. But she still has her, like, dead friend attached to her. Oh, my God. Like, that would have been something that happened. Well, let, uh, let me say, and I, you might say this is an excuse. He, oh, my audio. He, he, he knew that he was going to not only make a movie about segmented people, but that he was going to make a franchise that in and of itself is a segment. So there's right. the first sequence, the second sequence, and the and the third, uh -huh. final. So he, it was purposely done that in the beginning that he was going to go very clean, a lot of tracking shots, smooth, clean, crisp, almost antiseptic, so that in the second one, then he could bring the poop and the shit spray and the like the grossness. Well, that doesn't and the make dirtiness. your first movie good that yeah. you plan on being gross in a different movie. It's it's uh, it, 
Because like, guess what, Tim? As much as you love this movie, have you seen all three movies? I've seen uh, the second one. And right. So, no, you haven't. Started because the idea of it is dumb, and you don't want to <laughs> invest your time. You're like, I get it. Like, what really can they do, especially after watching this movie and knowing he doesn't know what to do with it? He has this perfect horror toy and he just is like uh, the arm moves up and down and that's all he does with it <laughs> maybe so but i will i will tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna meet you halfway on something and then i'll i'll speak to some of the, the finer points <laughs> one thing also real briefly real yeah. briefly because we, we didn't get to talk about tusk that much when we talked to justin but we did we did excuse me we did watch it and tusk is the far superior version of this movie as like I would have put that third in my Justin Long movies, uh, but it is first as far as crazy doctors turning people into animals movies by a fucking leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds. <laughs> we're talking like Jaws one to Jaws four leaps. Anyway, okay, you were gonna say I, I'm gonna meet you halfway on something um, because you do make a good point. Although I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate, but also meet you somewhere. In the movie, and, and I can't wait to cover this someday, and I, I don't know why I continue to forget about it, probably uh, subconsciously because it, it affected me so much. Uh, Last House on the Left. So what there's something about Last House on the Left that's going to support exactly what you're saying, that they did do right. Yeah. And that is what makes Last House, without going into it, what makes that movie so great is that it is so plausible. It's going to take me 15 seconds to say this. Two girls walking down the street. It's early evening, walking on their way to a concert downtown, and they see a guy at a stoop at a, at a like a brownstone walk up, and he's like, "Hey, you want to come upstairs and get high?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure." They go up there, and the place is filled with crazy maniacs who torture and rape them. Um, that's that's the movie. Yeah, and more to it than that, but that's the the basis. But what happened before that happened was that you had a scene of one of the daughters getting ready to go out that night and she comes out and her parents see what she's wearing. And there's kind of this fun thing where like, like her mom is like, you can see your nipples in that sweater. And she's like, Oh mom. Like, and it's kind of embarrassed. It's kind of this yeah. warm cheeky family moment. Yeah. So that's what you were missing. Character moments. Was yes. some of that, that build and warmth so that there's some stakes when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. And you were missing that. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> The movie is missing. Were, you weren't like, well, what did you pick up from that? That well, I didn't. Okay. So what, what I kind of liked, I sort of liked the anonymity. I liked the fact that it was of an extremely simple setup, probably could have been helped by some more well-versed actresses that uh, one of them, it was her very first film. Yeah. The other one went to a prestigious acting school <laughs> and won their largest award. Blew me away. Uh, when but, you told uh, me this. But what was the school? Do you remember? It's 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 got a like really generic sounding name. It's like the American Theater Institute or something like that. Oh my but like God. A, okay, <laughs> all right. No, there's like a hundred oh, actors. Like there's a, like a there's like two hundred actors that you love that went there. That's where they went to school. Wow. Um, but um, so anyhow, 
what I liked about it was that anonymity was that, you know, we see them in a hotel room. We know they're getting ready to go to a club. We know that they're Americans because, you know, they're kind of like the sort of ugly American, as they say, like they're not really figuring out how to like ask for directions, you know, talking with German people and whatever on the phone. There's a little bit of a confusing scene where they're talking to, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be one of their daughters or a friend or whatever. It is confusing. I will give you that. Yeah. And I think that that's maybe what they were, what Tom Six was trying to give us as far as that little bit of interlude before it. But it's not very effective. I will give you that. What I do like about this movie, though, in in that is contrary to the asinine thing of it's not, you know, even if it were something like like fucking Motel Hell, where Dieter Laser set up like it's on a lone road and he sets up their accident so that he could then be like, "Mm, can I use these people? No, they just happen upon his house because do they walk down the road? No, they cut through the fucking woods in their, in their club gear. What? Well, walk down the road. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. Um, but what I will say is, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm in a logical tr- situation right off the bat. I'm going to try to say this as nicely as possible because I don't mean it as mean spirit as it sounds. These two characters, it doesn't matter that they're women. These two, these two characters um, do not necessarily don't, don't con- call them that. Do they don't, <laughs> they don't necessarily convey like, a ton of intelligence. It's not like we know one of them like had like a rough upbringing, so you, they know yeah, how to how do survive. You know they're not intelligent. Well, it's just their their back and forth is other sort than of, they just cut through the woods. They're, they're I mean, f- to use a, a kind of sort of outdated term now, sort of a ditzy. They, you know, okay, they're, they're fair kinda, enough. They're yes. kind of ditzy. They're young. They're. I mean, I think what what Tom Six is trying to show is that these are just like but like what's yeah. These What's are their not scenario? world travelers. I What's, think you know why are they just two in this hotel room? They're going to a club. <laughs> if they were smarter, more well developed characters, they might not have done something stupid like walk through the woods. But these two girls, yeah, but you can would. still get them to his house without making them walk through the woods. Maybe like, so. That's yeah. not the issue. You can get smart characters to his house easy. Okay. Okay. So that not it's not even my issue. It is just dumb. Right. It doesn't help it by any means. Well, I'll tell how you how poorly he gets the characters to the doctor. Now, let, let I will let me let me tell you this. The, it, maybe it wasn't executed properly, but Tom Six intentionally front-loaded um horror movie clichés at the beginning. So you've got like the flat tire, you've got the no cell service, uh-huh. you've got the we're lost and and we don't know anybody here and and that sort of thing. So yeah. he was purposely trying to do that to kind of lull his audience into being like, okay, I've seen this movie a million times. You know, somebody gets a flat tire. They can't get anybody on the phone. They run into a maniac and he tries to kill him with a knife or a, a chainsaw or whatever. Yeah. So he was trying to build. He was sort of making it purposely formulaic in the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, again, maybe the execution wasn't there, but. Let's, but I will say something about these actresses. Now you're right. One of them, Jenny, there's not a ton to like about this person as an actress. I mean, I cruelly sent you a text when I started watching this, where I was like, I want to sew this girl's mouth shut myself. But by the end, I was like, 
Ha, huh, I wish I could at least hear one of these other people instead of the screaming Japanese. Right. She, I mean, that beginning is, it does get a little bit on your nerves. I really do like that second girl, though. I like, I, Lindsay, I like her look. Like, it's it's appealing. Um, I like her eyes. I think that... I think that if now I didn't read this anywhere, but as a casting agent, you would have to specifically look at your actress's eyes because for half of the film or three quarters of the film, um, that's really yeah. all they have to work with. You need to see what they look like cresting over a butt cheek. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So and one of them, Lindsay in particular, has some very emotive and 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 pretty and sort of like um, I don't want to go so far as to say sensual, but um she, she she looks good and and it her eyes are expressive and what i like about this movie is and i i think that i like this because of a personal fear not that it's happening right now but if i were to ever act in a feature film one of the things that would really bother me is filming out of sequence this movie was filmed in sequence very purposely so that the momentum could build from the girls like being upset that they're tired. Yeah, no, you can tell it in the performances. Well, yes, but but maybe in a good way because Him. I think that things That's, again sarcasm. do improve. <laughs> I think things nothing. improve as it goes. Now, back to what you were saying real quick about the the Japanese fella and the fact that that is there some sort of World War II thing there. It really isn't that, but I think that there was something intentional that Tom Six was going for and something unintentional that he didn't mention, but that I picked up. And that is he went the Japanese route uh -huh. because, and this is again, me talking about the fact that he's thought things through because even though it would be horrific to have three people attached, what would make it better is if the person at the front who is sort of initiating movements and that sort of thing is somebody that can't even verbally communicate with the other two. Sure. So that was a good thought on his part because it makes it even more of a challenge. Yeah, I guess that's fine. So that I liked what I thought else about it was that I think it's interesting that he picked for what a humiliating process. I mean, it's not, it's not humiliating to just get your throat slit. It's humiliating to have somebody's face sewn onto your butthole. Sure. And for a culture that treasures honor and, and so, and yeah, that, but I don't know that this guy is like, like you aren't inherently because you're Japanese have some sort of like worship of culture. Like, yeah, yes, that is a strong the uh, note in how we perceive them, but you know, there are plenty of Japanese people who are like, I really don't get into that. Well, you that's know? true. Same that as there are people who are like, I don't, you know, standing at sporting events, I could give a rat's ass, you know, it's really like, who cares? Uh, but I would have loved to have known if this guy was someone who was passionate about heritage and his culture. And that's why he did what he did. Right. I would have loved that. Okay. Well, and you're, you're making, a, but you're, you're making, making an assumption about it. You're taking your idea and shoehorning it in to make it okay. <laughs> well, I admit it was something that I, I did not read that. It's it was just the something God of the I, gaps fallacy. <laughs> but I will say though, that I feel like now you're saying about um, one thing that you said that I, I think a lot of people might disagree with, not to say that you're wrong, but I do think that, 
there are a lot of people who would watch this movie and be greatly affected by whatever the gross out factor is. I know you didn't get to see like the spraying shit and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think there's nothing gross in this. I think it's the idea is gross, but the movie itself presents nothing gross. Well, don't get me wrong. I am a, I'm not going to say too much, but I'm a big fan of mouth on anus. (laughs) Right. You don't get to see that. I'm not. Like I said, you see an eye like cresting over a butt cheek from a side shot. Yeah, but I don't get to see a gnarly, you know, and maybe we'll we get to see like fucking like a jo- a Joker smile sewn on that's like the butt cheek flap. Yeah, that's the most you see is this like horrendously stitched up terrible doctor, terrible doctor. <laughs> uh, ne- I never had to do a suture, I guess, in his life. Uh, just horribly this dumb butt smile that you kind of see. But the butt is still blocking it. Right. That is the most. That's the grossest thing you see. Other than like the actual like when he's starting it and he does make some cuts. But those are all like very like. Hey, that butt stuff looked good, though. That butt skin looked good. But that's just like surgical and clean. And it was fine. It's just like I've cut these two lines and peeled this up. Like that's all. That's. The goriest this movie gets. Those effects were good, though. That butt flap, yeah. I mean, that was that was good. They're fine. Here's one thing I will not say. Not my issue. Now, this yeah, is not at all. <laughs> this is not something that is a, 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 a point of contention. This is something that I, I think just is neat. When one of the actresses went into audition, um, they weren't necessarily told everything about the movie. And but, you know, when it gets down to really auditioning, they had to be told something. And what I think was interesting was that you had some actresses leaving just by hearing the premise. They literally walked out of the audition. Uh You had other actresses who, even if they didn't leave immediately, when they knew that they were going to have to audition with their face up against somebody's butt. Like their of their audition scene partner, yeah, literally up in somebody's butthole, like up right up outside of their their butt on the other side of well, the. If fabric. I don't do that, then winning this award was worthless. <laughs> right. So, so and some of them walked out, and and she did not. I'm talking about the the actress that played um, uh, Lindsay. I think that's Ashley. Um, is <laughs> not uh, Ashlyn. Yeah. Right. Um. So oh, well, I think is it is it Ashley that played Lindsay? And Ash Lynn. I don't. Okay, care. I think it's Ash. So <laughs> she was brave enough to do it. Now she was a little concerned about the nudity, but there is, honest to God, there's nothing. I mean, unless you have a little bit of a like, like eating ass kink, there's nothing overly <laughs> sexy about this. Maybe the very first time that you see the centipede, you're like, mm. uh, but, uh, right. but what's neat is is that they constructed this sort of hard. Um, not flimsy, but sort of hard underwear for them to be wearing. And it actually was fitted with a bit like a, like a horse bit. So the, when as actors, they were like to keep them close and never like slip up. They're actually biting on a, on a bit, like on a rod in front of them. Even, even some ball gags now are made with rods as opposed to balls, but they, they were biting on this bit in front of them so that, you know, they would never detach. That's what that's what the actor's biggest complaint was, was that they'd get like a kind of a sore jaw. Right. Nice on the part of Tom Six, though. Everybody got massages at the end of the day. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Great. 
So, Great. so there's that. Now I'm going to ask you. I'm going to I'm going to press you a little bit. Yeah. I know that you're not saying. I know that you mentioned that the cinematography is good, which it is. Nice, clean, yeah. good, good, nice tracking shots. I did enjoy at one point, and I thought it was a clever thing for Tom Six to do because at one point this doctor is so just into like um, sedatives that you think that there's no escaping him. Like this right. guy gives more sedatives in this movie than yeah, he Bill has Cosby. a drawer of them in his kitchen, right? <laughs> And so what he what I like that he did is that he had the character of Lindsay at one point at least be able to get up and, and attempt escape. So now we get a little bit of a, of a chase scene or like a stalking scene with through the house where he has this gun of a tranquilizer dart and uh, she's trying to get away from him. It yeah. ends in a pool. And I thought that was a great idea yeah. because once she ends up in the water. That's a nice bit of tension because she knows she can't stay underwater forever. Right. He's standing there with the gun. She's got to come up for air at some point. Didn't you think the pool thing was kind of a neat idea as far as building a little tension that way? Yes. I will give it that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I also like yeah, the fact because that- then you're like, oh, she's kind of fucked. But you also know, well, I know there's a human centipede in this. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> right. So um, the other thing that I thought was neat was well, yeah, it was great. You know, I like yes. Again, I didn't mind him, and yeah, his idea to be like, well, I'm gonna, I'll just close the uh, roof of this thing. Then what are you gonna do? The pool cover, yeah, yeah, the pool cover. Thank you. Um, you know, yeah, but that was fucking 45 seconds out of this movie yeah well i well another thing that i did like was that they um, it's like the way he's standing at the window like banging on it with the gun great yeah great little very a few very little moments if i were to tally up the time i enjoyed myself watching this movie it would not be worth mentioning got it <laughs> i did like now now let's talk a little bit for a second about Dieter Laser because he's kind of interesting. He's a, a really accomplished actor in in Germany. Um, rightly or wrongly, Tom Six knew that he wanted a, a German bad guy, and I don't mind saying that because there's even a clip from I think it was maybe the Jimmy Fallon show where he had on some German comedian. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy Fallon asked some kind of question like like why why are the the Germans always bad guys in movies? Yeah, and the guy just goes well. Have you ever read any German history? You yeah. know, like, and the guy was German himself. Luga, is that, that guy's name? I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. The I mean, guy like who a, I just seem to only see on talk shows. I think so. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what he, he does. He was yeah. in the Suicide Squad, but I'm like, by, I'd never seen him in anything before that. Right. Except for 12 late night talk show clips. <laughs> right. And he's, yeah, he's funny. Like, yeah, he's, he's fun. Good. He's got a great but, shtick about being German. Right. So I think the idea is you know they're stiff. Stiff? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so um but I, the fact that the guy's a comedian, that's a little off the beaten path. But <laughs> true, uh, very true. But um so yeah, so Tom Six saying I want a German bad guy is I don't think it's a 
I don't know if it's overly insensitive because I think a lot of people are just in on if we're talking stereotypes, it's, you know, to a lot of people in the world, they come off. Dude, as if you menacing. went up to someone and were like, play me a crazy doctor, a good chunk of people would just immediately adopt a German accent. OK, yes. Right. So which is exactly what he was going for. He gets Dieter Laser and um, Dieter, that is this guy. He's a real method actor. Like he brought his oh, own. No. he brought his own food. Uh, to the set, he didn't eat any other food that was there. He went out and purchased the jacket, like the sort of medical jacket that he wears. I don't know where he got his hands on it. He insists that it's an authentic Nazi doctor's jacket, uh-huh. or at least the style of it. Um, most of his wardrobe were, were his own clothes. Um, he made some suggestions as far as dialogue. Um, he was rude uh, to the to the other cast members, yelling at them in German and all that stuff. Actually, kicked the Japanese actor in the face. Wow! And it caused a fight on the set. He's a real Russ Thorne, this guy. Yeah, and he uh, he actually, you know, that's where we get a little extra tension in that. I wonder what animal scenes. he thought he was. Oh yeah, right. Well, that is one of the most beautiful things ever in a horror. Like, let's let's just go back for one second. <laughs> right. People don't know this. The killer in the first Slumber Party Massacre studied at the actor's studio, accomplished guy. If you watch the film, you'll say like, yeah, he's got kind of his own style. He's a little creepy. He kind of moves slowly and stealthily and whatever. Um, I'm not sure what kind of animal he thought he was. Maybe like a tiger, like a jungle cat creeping up on somebody. No, he said it was a peacock. (laughs) (laughs) He was emulating a peacock. Uh, funny tidbit there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this Dieter Laser I think it's guy. It's time for everyone to go back. Episode one. Start from listen the top. Yeah. Through. Go all the way through them all again. You'll remember all the bits. <laughs> so I mean, at least it's kind of cool that this Dieter Laser isn't like. I mean, he's a great actor, and obviously that's his process. But I kind of like knowing that the guys maybe got a bit of a screw loose on top of that. Sure. Um. So that makes it fun. Now here's where we might begin to differ a little bit. <laughs> I felt like while the actress, and again, I'm not going to say much about the, the girl that was at the tail end of the, uh, uh-huh. the segments, um, the, our middle girl, we'll call her, um, who is our final girl, final yeah. slash middle girl of the segment. Um, I thought that she did a really nice job with the, terror and reaction and fear and torment of her character. Like when she's crying, when she's upset, when she's freaking out, when she's frantic, when she's looking around, when she's trying to escape, when she's holding the hand of, of the girl who's sewn to her butthole behind her, like, okay, that listen right there. That is the only bit of character either of these two and they give it to each other essentially yeah i just know they're friends yeah close enough to where yes i know that handhold i know that handhold yeah yeah so so, okay you love the movie Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but let me damn it i love it but there's there's a little bit more there because now this is a this is a fun you want to talk about question this goes for anybody out there this isn't just this movie there is a moment in this movie where Lindsay has such an absolute clear path to escape 
that unequivocally, they're not even trying. I don't even think Tom Six is trying to make you say, like, maybe she would have made it. Maybe she wouldn't have. She would have, if she had acted immediately, clearly got, at least gotten out of the house, gotten out of the yard, and been away from to where. Oh, no, that guy. Why? Why? Dieter Laser wasn't like incapacitated. No, he was gone. He was gone long enough to where she could have gone out that window when it, before it had been replaced. Like, and you remember that's when she stopped. And I kept thinking to myself, "Why are you stopping?" And that's when she goes back to save her friend. Yeah, but he's, but she could have gotten but he away. Knows she's loose. He's not going to be like, "Where did she go now?" But there was, but it was enough no. time. He lives in the middle of nowhere. Where is she going to go? But I mean, at least she could have gotten. I mean, she she could have had a chance. What's she, she going to do? Chance. Follow the road and hopes to flag down a car? No, she's going to immediately beeline for the woods. Right. And maybe it wouldn't have worked out. But the point is, is that she could have stepped foot out of that house. I mean, even if she wouldn't have made it as just somebody in a desperate situation, she could have gotten out of that house into that yard and had a fighting chance. But what does she do? She turns around to go get her friend who is absolutely completely incapacitated and has to drag her. Um, and because the girl's just completely knocked out. So I thought that that was interesting because it begs a question that we all should ask of ourselves. What would you do? And I'm not saying rightly or wrongly, but let's just assume for a second that she could have gotten out free and clear. Yeah. Do you, if you had made me watch this right before we left our hotel, I would have left you there. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) But that's the question. Everybody wants to think about themselves. Yes, I would go back for my friend. Sure. But think okay. of how easily you could mind fuck yourself. Again, that's the most I know about them is they're friends. They do friend things in this movie. Yeah. What kind of friends are they? You know, yeah, they are good friends. Yes. That's their most defining characteristic. Well, and they I- are good friends. And it's a way to describe their relationship, not even them as people. Well, I do think, though, and I mean, I, I know because I, I think the curly hair girl would go back for her as well. So it's not like, oh, I'm sacrificing myself for a person that we've kind of established as kind of a shitty person might not do this, but I'm going to do it for him. Right. Oh, that would have been a nice little nugget. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. But what did you think about think it? Of the fucking movie? I just wrote during this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right, right. No, there, there, there I is, loved it. There is room for improvement. And, but I do think though, that they did, they didn't try to gloss over while they didn't show you as much as, as you would have wanted to see. But I do think that they really did take a second to say, let's talk about the fact that at some point the front has got to eat. And the shit has got to pass through because they they do. It might not be gross. It might not be poop coming out the sides of their mouth or whatever. But we see a very and maybe it's better this way. Maybe Tom Six was thinking that I don't need to show shit. I just need to show her face when we know because he's saying, like, I'm sorry, I have to shit like he's apologizing. And then we know literally, even though we're not seeing it up close, that shit is passing out of his butt into her mouth. And we're seeing her face. We can't see the shit because she's sewn onto his butthole. Right. But um, but But there's no tension in that scene either. Nothing happens. She swallows the shit and that's all. That's it. That's all that happens. The idea of it's gross. You're like, ew, God, could you imagine that? That's gross. But, you know, uh, I, you know, what if she fucking vomited her shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
kudos to her for just eating someone's shit and not vomiting. I'm taking it again. I didn't know much about her character. Did not seem like someone who liked eating shit. Right. <laughs> uh, she took it like a champ. Yeah. Uh, but well, she didn't know no, she did There's just yeah. no tension there at all. He's just, you know, he gets to be weird doctor. Yes, oh, oh, eat it. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, Hitler was great. Uh, and then it that's over. It's over. See, this is I, over. I was, I. Like, you, you can't go into this concept without immediately thinking that anyway. So it's right. not like. This is some surprise scene where you're like, oh, my God, I never even thought about the logistics of what would happen if the first person has to poop. It would, her mouth is sewed to his butt like that. The whole fucking premise is built on that. And it just goes off without a hitch. See, I think I mean, it, it might you might say it goes off without a hitch, but I I was still affected by that scene. I, I think it was effective. I I, I liked it. Um, another thing that I liked is, and this is something we don't get from a lot of horror movies. Um, there's a nice moment where he's like, let's get outside a little bit. Like he gets his centipedes outside yeah, or centipede outside. And it's in the, there he's in the, they're in the grass and he's trying to like teach the centipede to walk in unison and that sort of thing, or fetch the newspaper. Like that stuff is kind of fun. And it was a little tricky for the cinematographers because it looks like the place is in the middle of nowhere. It's actually very much in a residential neighborhood. So they had to be really careful to not show the other houses. But, um, but yeah, I think I I don't know. I I mean when when they didn't recover from surgery is like my 20th complaint about a movie <laughs> like they literally have surgery and he's like, "Okay, crawl around now." Like, right. If you cut out your your patella, yeah. You're not getting on your knees and crawling around for 6 weeks. Right. But there's no there's no tension there. They're just like, yep, I guess we're down on all fours now. There's nothing like, please stop torturing us. We literally like can't stand the pain of just like, never mind my mouth is sewed to this guy's asshole. The pain from my knees being on the ground. Like there's none of that. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I mean... uh <laughs> Maybe he's using some anesthesia. I mean, who knows? But yeah, no, there's you're right. But I, I think I think that as I as I listen to you say the things that you're saying, it's kind of like. If I'm trying to think of an example here, like if you went, let's say you went to. Like a kid's birthday party and it's you're an adult, yeah. you're not a kid. You're at this place that specializes in there's, you know, eight different birthday parties going on at the same time. Oh, and so you you're got, at like a like a Chuck E. Cheese or something. Yeah. OK. Now, you could easily go there and hate the world. Sure. And and rightfully so, because the pizza tastes like fucking cardboard and there's just it smells like sweet garbage kid sweat all over yeah. the place. And it's just kind of nasty and it's loud. Or you could be there and be like, you know what? I'm going to get up and crawl around in the little jungle gym with you guys. And I'm going to, you know. <laughs> hey, they don't want you doing that. The staff right. does <laughs> not want you doing that. But um, but that's the thing. I th- well, I guess what I'm saying is. the, the, the There po- comes a limit, though, where the stench of pee in the jungle gym <laughs> is too much to just like be like, I'm just going to have a good time. 
<laughs> well, you know, I think that I think that what you, I'm not going to try to say that what you're saying is wrong. I think it's that I, we're all watching the same movie, right? But I feel like I just I don't know. I just really I am really floored. I don't know why you give this movie such a pass. You know, the first the first 15 minutes like this movie, like I was I Nancy was listening to one of the older episodes to the last episode to yeah. and where I was. We were talking about you describing the wolf trailer to me yeah. and how excited we were like that's this movie. Like the concept <laughs> is like, whoa, what the fuck? And then like, what this movie blows ass? Like it, there's Literally. nothing past like an interesting trailer in this. Well, it's like it's like if you were like, and then it's just like mouth sewn to ass, and I was like, what? No way! <laughs> and it ends there. Well, I I I think I I stand by what I'm saying that I you know we both saw the same movie. Everybody sees the same movie when they see Human Centipede, and I think that the things that you're saying, a good majority of them, are make a lot of sense and and would have improved the film. But I just think that the experience, once you get past the first 15 minutes and we really get into what is the heart of this movie, basically from the three of them being sedated uh, onward, you know, sedated before the operation and, and then after the operation and everything onward, I just loved. Now, do you make a good point about these cops? Seem Like something seems a little off. Like, you know how in, in some of the plays that we've done, like you might have really stacked quality. Like you might have two or three really great actors in the show. Yo. And then you've got like five or the six rest. great intermediates. And then you've got a couple walk-ons <laughs> and it's kind of like, God damn, they might be bad enough to drag this whole thing down. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that in a shitty way, but it's, no, it it's happens, the truth. Man. It's so true. when these two cops come in, it does feel a little bit like, why well, did they? No, I didn't have a problem with the cops' performances at all. Okay, like they were fine. Okay. They were Dutch cops. Like they were, yeah, or German, German, uh, German yeah. cops. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like no, they uh, their performance I had no problem with the way they were even written initially. Like their questioning and the way they acted was fine. Like no problem whatsoever. Um, it's like, am I supposed to believe though? Because they were like, you're acting super suspicious. We're going to search the house. And he's like, well, you need a warrant. And he's, they're like, we'll have one in 15 minutes. Yeah. But at the end of the, so the very end of the movie, the Japanese guy has killed himself. Yeah. And uh, the other friend has fucking died, like Oregon Trail died of dysentery on the back end. Yeah. And so the middle girl is left alive. Dieter Laser is dead. But I'm like, and then it like that's how the movie ends, and I'm like, well, am I supposed to believe? Am I supposed to be left thinking like she's just left there forever? Because I know those cops were just like talk to a judge. Hey, yeah. we need a warrant for this place. They obviously get it because they come back to the door. Oh yeah, it, they so know. it's like I know cops will come eventually. Yeah, so I'm just kind of left like I guess I also don't have to wait with her for the other cops to come click on on that actress if you could uh the mid our middle girl yeah slash final girl look at her filmography does it have the final sequence in there uh it doesn't look like it okay because there was talk about her coming back and maybe they just talked about it but it didn't actually happen 
Yeah. Um, but I thought that would have been well, interesting. Well, she blew up after doing a guy named Rick. <laughs> so it was right. probably too big for it after that. Well, here's oh, so I, a supporting role. Well, a let guy me named Rick. Let me tell you something. Now, this this, <laughs> this is when you know you're a great actor when your filmography on your Wikipedia page has notes to be like they were the main character in this part. This was a main <laughs> role. This was supporting. With this one was main. I like her. Yeah, well, she's. Well, I mean, well, I don't dislike her. Well, let me tell you something. Now, this is. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you about my reaction at after watching this movie. And I've. I had seen it before. I saw it when it when it was first out available on on video, and then I uh, years ago. And um, so I got done watching this movie last night, and like I said, was nearly moved to tears because the. I loved the newness of it. I was so proud. That was, I literally wrote it down. I, I was so proud to be a horror fan because I literally wrote down the sentence. Um, I wrote, all right, these are my last notes. I love this movie. I feel so proud. What can't horror do? And that is a question to think about because name me any other genre of movie. And can you have, let's pick a drama. Can you have uh, funny moments in a drama? Sure. Can you have emotional tear jerking moments in a drama? You probably should. Uh, can you have crazy action sequences? Yes. Can you have somebody's mouth sewn to someone's butthole? No. Right. And you can go down the line with all the genres. Even if you try to tell me like action or war movies, uh-huh. a guy's legs being blown off is not the same as, as a girl from New York's face being sewn onto a Japanese man's butthole. Right. And that's the, that's what's so amazing about this genre. But like, that's just what gets you into just that idea is what then pigeonholes you into the genre that then doesn't make that idea good. Yes, because that fits into that genre, sure. And this, you know, and I'm sure it's my issue with it, and I'm sure it's a lot of people's issue with horror. Horror is like one of like, has like the biggest apologist base of any movie base that I've come across. Where it's just like, as long as it has like some sort of like horror element in it, I'll watch it and I will tell you why it's good because it's a horror movie because of the movie genres horror is the most maligned one right so it's easy for people to be like well fuck you i'll tell you why actually they're all the greatest movies ever made uh you can take your lawrence of arabia uh, but if you haven't seen, you know, G- Grizzly Attack 5, you know, it, but, it, it's so like this movie is. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's great. Like that. How cool to where it was 2009 and we had not thought of this yet. Right. Cool. And a cool original idea. Well, that's what but it me. ends there, though. But even if but, the okay. movie you built around just like it's like I had a great idea for a good tasting cereal here. Eat this. It tastes like shit. Yes. 
but my idea was for <laughs> right. it to taste good. And that's and the thing is, some and you're right about that. But the truth is, it's sometimes it's about at least just accentuating the positive. Like I know that it, what you're saying is true. If if the idea is good and the execution is bad, it doesn't automatically make the whole product good. But I guess what I liked about it was that there was still something that I felt like I felt proud, like in the way that like the theater that you and I do most of our shows at does things that other theaters not only can't do, but more importantly, wouldn't do. Uh And that's what makes me a proud member of that theater. This is this movie, even if it, even if I joined you exactly one where you're at with with this whole thing, uh-huh. made me at least proud to be a horror fan, to know that I was a fan of a genre that could produce a movie as just insane as this. Right. And now let me take that can, a little. Can I rebuttal yeah. that argument, though? Yes. I would say it's I mean, I'm kind of with you, but it's like our theater. Yes. Well, you could put things under this umbrella of like other theaters aren't doing this like fucking you know death and the maiden and pillow man are very different from evil dead the musical both that would be under the umbrella of other theaters aren't doing this but there's one group that is way better than the other group the other group is just like yeah, but look what we're doing. No, I see what you're saying, but I think I and I just, be, just I give will, us the benefit because I mean we're in theater doing Evil Dead the musical. Isn't this crazy? Uh, Shouldn't we just get merit for that alone? I had a lot of fun watching that show, sure but uh, <laughs> but let me just say I well, see. Yeah, what you, that's something I, I guess anyone who worked on that movie or on that show, it was a very successful show and very good. It's just I know it's a different cast, but I see yeah. what you're saying. But I guess what I'm doing, what I'm saying though is. And, and I'm not trying to say it in a brush. And it's pretentious, it but yeah, I'm talking artistic merit. I guess what I'm saying here is that when by the end of this movie, my thought process sort of went elevated. It, it got, I went beyond this movie itself. I just got excited about horror. Like, and, and forget about this movie as the representation of that yeah. horror, but it's just that thought in general. It, it took me all the way back to. I think I've told this before, but you know, I, there was a movie that was going to be on TV. It was them. It was about giant ants. Yeah. And we had gotten a free TV with our, our uh, Dotson and we, my mom set it up in the kitchen where you could actually set a a TV up in any room and just have the antenna on it. Right. So she made, you know, everybody left the room. I was five years old. I had been talking about this movie all week. She puts the, the little, you know, black and white TV in the middle of the, uh, the kitchen table, and I'm all excited to watch them. And so I start watching them, this giant ant movie from the 50s, ridiculous. And I got 15 minutes into it, and I turned it off. I walked into the living room, and my mom said, well, aren't you going to watch your movie? And I said, no. And she said, why? And, and I said, I, I couldn't stop thinking, what if it happened to us? Yeah. And I, and as a five-year-old I in, in India, small-town Indiana, I'm being affected by it existentially right. by this film. And the thing is, that is, that is the power of horror because here's the thing. This is, this means a lot to me. These movies are not about death. If, if horror movies were about death, every single death would be suicide. These movies are 
someone running through the woods and screaming at the top of their lungs. It's somebody jumping out of a window. It's somebody jumping out of a moving car. It's somebody grabbing a weapon. It's somebody stopping and turning around and fighting back. These movies are not about death. These movies are about life. No, seriously, they they are about <laughs> like the scary. most the most basic component. I don't disagree with you. And I think and I I and wish that this movie I wish this movie was about something. Well, that's because what, I would be speaking passionately about it. That's what it, that's the point that it got me to where and and I'll I'll go with you on the fact that maybe this particular movie didn't get you there, but I think for me it was just when the movie ended and the credits are coming on the screen and we still hear her like weeping and crying because she's just stuck there in the middle of this, literally. Um, and I just sat there and I was just floored and I'm like, I don't give a fuck what big budget drama, fancy English period piece you can put out there. They can't do this. They can't do this. Horror movies can have dramatic moments. Horror movies can have hilarious moments. Horror movies can also have somebody's mouth sewn to somebody's butthole. So horror movies can do everything that any any other genre can do, but not all other genres can do what horror movies can do. And it made me very, very proud to be a part of what I feel that we are a part of the the horror sphere. I mean, you can make that case by any genre, though. For what? You can make that case about nearly any genre. Unless it is, yes, drama is so broad. Right. But if you start getting into your specialized stuff. But even like in Like, your- yes, could I end a movie with a girl who is seemingly stuck in a powerless situation and make it mean something? Yeah, I could do that way more than this movie did, which actually did. Yes, it's just like, oh, the idea is like, oh, but she's physically sewn to two people. Okay. Yes. So, but that's what I'm saying. But what else is happening other than that? Nothing. But I guess what I'm saying is. It's not like that ended up being some metaphor for like uh, other struggles she's had in her life or something. No, it's just an unfortunate situation. Sure. But what what did it mean? Nothing. I had a weird idea and I literally just like let two thirds of it die and I didn't know what to do with the other third. It was his first movie. (laughs) Pretty good for a first outing. Wouldn't you say? No, no. (laughs) There are plenty of first outings. I would be like pretty good for a first outing. Reservoir dogs. Pretty good for a first outing. Okay. Well, let's let's do this then. Let's let's make it a little Blood simple. Pretty good for a first outing. I didn't Evil see Dead. Pretty oh, good yeah, for true. a first yeah. outing. Um, that wasn't their first outing. But uh, but well, I get out of here. <laughs> let's make it interesting. <laughs> let's make it interesting. We're always begging people to show us that they're alive out there that listen to the show. And we're we're thankful for every single one of you. Maybe if you you enjoy the show, you're not one to get involved. It's not really your bag. You're not trying to like get in the mix. You just enjoy listening to it. I love it. But go ahead. Let's let's see a little email. <laughs> let's see a little Instagram response. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't even. I, I don't want to. I don't want to know if you. I don't want you to be swayed by my passion, or by my passion. Your your passion. <laughs> I just want to know, did you like this movie? I, I would like to know in general if most people that watch this movie liked it. I would yeah. I would be interested to know. 
Um, just because, and and the thing is, I'm glad that I've I'm glad that I've heard you say the things that you are because if anything, it does make me a little kind of like we were talking about last week where there was that phone booth scene in um, American Werewolf in London that yeah. could have been so much more than it was. And I remember my frustration at that, the same exact thing that you have, but for an entire film. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it. And even listening to what you've been saying as I'm processing it and I'm, I'm not putting up a brick wall. I'm, I'm listening and you're right there. I think this movie could have been elevated to phenomenal. Like maybe, Sure. Maybe even to the point point of being like a very important yes, movie. The concept is top notch. As disturbing as it is, Saw is a perfect example. There's a movie whose concept new, gross, yeah, compelling, yeah. But also, like I knew the characters in that movie. Like I've only seen it a couple times. I remember the dude Adam and do- the doctor, whatever you know. Yeah, and I I know of their struggles and maybe why they're in the scenario they're in right Right. i mean yes that's the point of the movie is to is to pinpoint people this was like i just need random people yeah uh but still at the same time they're captives uh uh, unwilling captives but i learn way more about them and are way more invested in their survival or their death then these three, like, I don't, yeah, I mean, if they got away, I'd be like, well, good. I mean, I want victims to get away, but not because I'm like, oh, that would mean she gets to, you know, finally go tell Brad how she really feels. Well, you know what you wanted in this movie? You wanted Stephen King. Stephen King is that great guy who it's like you're reading a book and it's like this guy's in a bad situation. And then all of a sudden we go into this monologue about how his dad was too hard on him and like no. beat him because he didn't mow the lawn one time. Like, yeah. but, but any but, of these characters but, but just that, hummed like a Rolling Stones tune through the whole thing. I'd be like, ah, there's, there's <laughs> that old comfort blanket. Right. But I get what you're saying that, that you, I, I think that your frustration, if I may be so bold, I think that your frustration might not be in that you think the entire movie is a waste of time it's that you think that there was a massive opportunity wasted. Yeah, in which then I feel it's a huge waste of time. Okay. Right, right. That, it that would it be the- does not go beyond its description. That is how I view this movie. I gained literally nothing after the a three-sentence description of this movie. There was nothing that happened where I was like, whoa, or didn't see that coming, or how shocking. Nothing. What was the budget on it? Like one and a half million. Okay. I think that it. But scripts aren't rated on, you know, you can write a great script for free. I think that it, it is of a caliber far beyond what its budget is. I, I am willing to meet you. If we had every point that you made so far tonight, itemized, there's a, a majority chunk that I would say like, okay, I see what you're saying. Let's tweak a few things. Let's, let's kick it up a little bit. Yeah. And, and I would be cool with that. And it, and it would, it could be, like I said, this movie could be elevated from uh, go with me here. This is my view. Good. Not only from good to great, but from good to important. I think it could be like fucking mind blowing. Um, but Maybe and and it, and is it there? I mean, any no. movie could though. But I I st- well I'm just let, going did off you ever, of what I was given. Did you ever see Leonard Part Six? 
Uh, yeah, I did. And yeah, there's a version of that movie that could be great. I don't know if it could be important. I mean, <laughs> re- maybe recast the guy. And I'm not even saying because he's a rapist. I'm saying it's just because he's not good. Which is reason he's enough. He's not good at yeah, movies. Right. But, um, no, that's true. He really isn't. <laughs> no, it's like where, like, where did Bill Cosby go? No, like, I know he's that just one of those this guys person looks like, like Bill Cosby. TV, I'm the greatest thing ever. Put me on a movie. It's like I've never done this in my life. Yeah, literally. Deer in the headlights. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, yeah. There, listen, there's a version of any movie. I mean, think of insanely good movies. You could strip those down to a description where you'd be like, I don't know. Is that even that good? That's going to be our next podcast that, shark that we shark evolve swims in. in ocean our our next podcast is going to just literally be us picking movies and making them better like just standing on the shoulders of giants or shorter than giants but <laughs> elevating them um but no hey I, the, you know what what i like about this this if as long as we're getting nostalgic um all the way back to the very beginning there was a guy that we haven't mentioned in a long long time Mikey Z. Mikey Z. Uh, the first OG super the fan. first super fan of of this show that gave us the sort of drive to say like oh maybe yeah. we're doing something Sorry, cool here Steve you'll always hold well, yeah we, you got like Canada itself that number two flag <laughs> Steve you are the Mikey Z of Canada <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> and that's that's a, a flag to wave in in pride um, but uh, but no the the thing about when he when sweet sweet Mikey finally felt like he was willing to maybe make his first criticism of the show, <laughs> which uh, that came after a flood and heap of support, <laughs> he very innocently said, "Like, hey, it might be kind of nice sometime to hear you guys like disagree in a movie <laughs> or on a movie because we this is we the t- hardest we've ever disagreed. I mean, maybe arachnophobia, but right. I think you were just kind of like." Yeah, I hate that movie. I just, just don't. Like, that it's movie just not my dumb. speed. Yeah. I don't even think arachnophobia is a bad movie. It's yeah. just it's and just it's not still my one flavor. of our least downloaded episodes. Right. Yes. Much to your chagrin. Right. Yes. It was ultimately right. But um. so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, but this is good. Like, there's probably some people out there that that are listening to this and they're like, fucking finally, like these guys, you know, have a, a point of contention. But that's good, though. And sure. And if nothing else. Human centipede in the end wins because here we're ongoing and we're perpetuating the controversy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. But it, it, the franchise itself will never get another dollar from me. <laughs> right. And I'll say it right now. This show, we will never cover part two or part three. I do not. <laughs> even if it's your birthday, you're like, I'm using my birthday one on that. I'm like, actually, I'll, we're taking that week off. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait for the complete reboot of the franchise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That way, the people that thought of it aren't gaining, you know, monetarily yeah. off of it. So, where we just the ampersand and TNA just moves to that like three jagged and <laughs> the three <laughs> lines like that two point oh. Yes. No, no but ampersand. I, I, uh, I would be interested to know if people like this movie or don't like this movie. The point of it is, is that hey, at the end of the day, and maybe this seems like a cop out, but I still like the idea that there is. A movie that I, I like that we as people can be motivated by the idea of a great concept. Sure. Now, whether whether what comes after it, if you thought it was garbage or great, that's that's a, a whole nother thing. And it's probably more important. But 
I think it's neat that somebody could still just dream of something like a pedophile's being forced to be sewn to fat truckers' buttholes. <laughs> right. And suddenly, like, we're arguing about it. I mean, it. also, like, this movie, you know, and it's because the concept's so crazy, like, spurned a lot of good like spinoff stuff like tusk or did you ever see the south park episode of this no every time i bring this up to somebody they mention i mean every and I think, single I think time people know it because so there was this documentary i don't know if you know this but they do south park in a week like when you watch south park they started working on it six days prior to that. wow and it, it's a little documentary they did called six six days to air and it was this it was this episode okay and the whole concept of it is that Kyle just blindly like accepts his iTunes terms and agreement. And everyone's like, you didn't read those. Cause no one reads them. Obviously. Yeah. So the joke is like, Kyle's like, yeah, no one does. And he like signs himself up to be part of like this new I centipede. And he's, <laughs> but the episode itself is so funny, dude, like watching Trey. Cause the, so the front of the Kyle is the middle of the centipede and the front is a, is a Japanese businessman. Yeah. And just watching Trey Parker in the recording booth record like this <laughs> Japanese man's lines because it's it's like when he's trying like they let him choose what he wants to eat. He's just like, oh, Kaya, should I eat the white fish with asparagus or the vanilla paste? And Kyle can't talk. And he's like, the vanilla paste. And he's like, the cuttlefish and asparagus. No, no, no. <laughs> But it's so oh, like great. it's so, and I'm like very familiar with that episode just because I've watched that documentary <laughs> a few times. Uh, but yeah, that uh, Tusk. Like I, I mean, I'm gonna say you're recommending this movie. I will recommend you watch Tusk, a version of this movie <laughs> where both characters at the end learn something about themselves and maybe either achieve or don't achieve the goal that they were trying to accomplish at the end. Uh, much better movie. Go see Tusk. Don't see this movie. I do recommend it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I I do. Uh, I I I give a uh, a hearty recommend. I really do. I think that uh, I do. I'll tell you what. The most interesting thing that I've heard all night, and 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 you made your point clearly, but <laughs> this actually makes me feel good because, and this is specifically in reference to to recommending or not recommending. In the past, we've had like some movies where we've said like, well, we'd recommend it, but only to like a specific audience. Trust me, there is a movie coming up where that will very much be the case from both of us. Uh But in this movie, for you to not be as like grossed out or freaked out by it or whatever makes me actually feel good because I'm like, well, maybe, yeah, I could recommend this to like anybody. And um, if it if it if you weren't that like freaked out by it, then maybe it's not as niche of a movie as I thought it was. But I mean that in a good yeah. way. I mean that in a good way. Like yeah, I listen, want, I, if you're sitting here and you're like, oh man, I've heard about this movie, but I don't know. Like sounds crazy. Like if you can get the image of three people sewn together, mouth to asshole in your mind, nothing happens beyond that. You've done it. You've got all the crazy bits of the movie already done in your head. Not you'll just have like literal faces to put on the bodies. They also sell a necklace, like a pendant of the three people, the crude yeah. drawing of the pe- three people together. Great, they're swag. Good for them. Yeah, great marketing. Yeah. Great marketing. Well, 
Okay, then. How far <laughs> How far did we get on this? Okay, an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, well, hey, at the end of the day, this is the... the but we, and like I mentioned at the beginning, also the only part where I was like, haha, interesting, was, yeah, Dieter Laser's having breakfast, and he literally has, like, like they have in the pantry in The Shining, like that, that size a can yes. of fruit cocktail, and he's just eating a mound of it. And he brought it himself to the set. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So... The most interesting part of the movie, not even intentional. Uh, yeah, I, you know, there's there's some other parts that are nice. <laughs> no, I hey, at the end of the day, um, I think it's. Well, I think the thing that's really neat is that you can still pique people's interest by like a one sentence hook, like. That is neat that 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 we as a people are not so jaded yet that we can't be interested by sure two people or three people being sewn to each other's buttholes like that. Yeah. The fact that that still makes us like perk up our ears a little bit yeah. makes me. But this this movie is any side road attraction that's like mystery hole. And you're like, ooh, what's in there? And you go and you're like, oh, this is fucking nothing. What? Mystery. That's this movie mystery hole yeah yeah i like that yeah where the title's way more intriguing yeah kind of like i mean kind of like a dangerous glory hole like you might get your dick sucked or fucked on the other side but this is the mystery hole right it's the automatic milker doesn't stop yeah or a silverback gorilla that's gonna rip that shit off i mean those thumbs baby yeah those thumbs will do it all right well that was human centipede from 2009 uh, please tune in next week. This one, I know we both will agree. We're both excited, and I don't think we're going to have another American Werewolf in London where we're like, oh, God, I watched this again. It's not good. From 1986, Jeffy Goldblum, Cronenberg, It's the Fly. Yeah. It's part of our new miniseries about people turning into animals. Uh, so please join us next week, The Fly from 1986. Uh, please check out our, podca- our uh, website, slumberpodcastmassacre.com. Shoot us an email, slumberpodcast at gmail.com. Did you like this movie? Uh, did you like not like this movie? Cool. Uh, you know, check out our socials. Uh, you could. Uh, we got our YouTube channel up now with the Justin Long interview, so you can see Tim and his furs. Um <laughs> <laughs> huge thank to our patrons you help that that will get more people to the yeah. video than justin long is on it <laughs> by far uh uh and uh huge thanks to our patrons you help make this show possible we do it for you please uh, shoot us some ratings on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you get your podcast tim woo, do you got anything else to say about the human centipede i just love the fact that after a hundred plus episodes that we can get this excited about a movie that that to me it's a win yeah i'll say it's, i was kind of dreading talking about this movie but i have had a good time talking about it it's a win-win either way so thank also, you i should point out a centipede is not made of like three centipedes stuck together i don't know well yeah isn't it is it's not even really it's kind of not really a centipede at all it's more of a carpenter ant isn't it yeah, i don't know <laughs> all right <laughs> thanks for proving me right tim you hated it okay bye, bye. Bastard. <laughs>